we would be honored if you would join us. Okay, Are we so, ready to roll? You do. It's just really quiet. It is very quiet. The good news is, is that I'm only the second panelist to use this microphone, so I can choke right up on it and know that I'm only infecting the next people. <laughs> so, an important question before we get into this proper. How many of you have listened to Dungeon Crawlers before? Woo! That's no kidding. Okay. We got a woo the over there. The good news is, you are absolutely going to love this next hour of your life, and there are no refunds. So, ha ha. <laughs> and the best part is, we're going to have fun. All right. Are we recording? We are recording. Did you press the record button? I did. Okay. Because I don't like not pushing that button. Because yep. if I push it, it might explode. Okay. Nah. Hey, Daniel. What? Why are droids always upset? Because people are always pushing their buttons. <laughs> That's why I have an Apple phone. <laughs> all right, folks. We're going to start. Uh, Obviously, all of you here are Star Wars fans, which is awesome because if you're a Trekkie, I'm sorry. Um, I know, I know. I shouldn't say you cannot. Like you, you cannot alienate. It's the first Half panel of the, of the con. con, Dan. Why are you picking fights? Safe space, Daniel. Safe space. Also, He's like, you, 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 you got to do the hello, everyone, and welcome into the I know. Yeah. To be oh, fair. Oh, yeah. Give us a, guys, we have to open the show. This is going to be a live episode. Did you know that? Go. This is going to be a real... Guys, go! To be fair, I am a redheaded stepchild, so just ignore me. <laughs> All right, so welcome everyone to another exciting episode of Dungeon Crawlers, where we're going to be talking about Star Wars because it's awesome and amazing. <laughs> and because of this, all of you will be able to hear this episode when we put it out, and you'll know, you'll hear your voice in the background, and hopefully you'll be able to ask questions oh, no. and have some fun. So uh, we're going to jump into this. Basically, this panel is about... Uh, Star Wars, uh, from Disney taking it over from George Lucas till now. It has been a solid decade since that has happened. It's kind of crazy to think. Uh, in that time, we've had some movies, some questionable in how great they are, and some TV series, especially one that just dropped this last week. Uh, so we'll be talking a little bit about all of that, what we believe is the good, the bad, and the ugly in that process. So, uh, with that, for those of you, most of you may not know who we are, because we only got a whoo way over there. Uh, it was more than zero. Yes, yes. And I couldn't be more grateful, thank you very much. Uh, we have been around for 14 years, so I'm, I'm, I'm a little sad that we only got a whoo over there. Daniel! <laughs> We've got 31 now. I know! Thank you! By being here, you have all but officially you. listened to an episode of Dungeon Crawlers yes. Radio. Thank you! So, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to have my team... Uh, ex introduce who they are and why they are awesome. And we're gonna start way over there and go this way. Everybody, I'm Krebs. Woo! <laughs> we got more of a woo from you than from people about our podcast. What the heck? Yeah, it's because it's him, Krebs. And now you know what I bring to the show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> I, it's because I have two people in the audience who actually know who I am. However, the next person next to him is not gonna get that lot of a woo, even though but he, he shares should. the same name. Because he's amazing! I am the other Krebs, uh, also known as Matai. Yeah! Keeper of better. the dad joke lore. Thank you. Yes. I, know, I know him too, so yes. feels to me like right. he keeps giving it away, but that's cool. <laughs> we'll go here. <laughs> do something Hello. cool, dude. Oh, okay, I'll do a flip. Hello, everybody. My name's Alton Wheelhouse. Nice to meet y'all. Yes! And Alton is amazing and awesome because he gave you free dice. Yeah. Uh, the yeah, free dice so, are all because of him. Yes. And uh, before, before we pass it on to 
the man, the myth, the legend himself. I just want to make sure that everybody gets real quiet for a moment. Thanks. Just about how excited you are to cheer for the leader of the show, Dan Svensson. So, uh, I don't have to introduce myself other than, yeah, we, uh, I started the podcast, and I'm the local author, so we'll go from there. We're going to jump into talking about Disney and Star Wars, mainly Star Wars, because Disney, yeah. We'll go with that. <laughs> so, uh, the House of Mouse. Uh, so, guys, what are the things that you feel that Disney has, I'm just going to jump in really hard on this one, because I already said it, has mishandled with Star Wars? Huh. Uh, oh, man. Where would you like to start? Okay. So, Andor? No, no, I, no. no we got to save Andor for later. Okay. And, and beyond uh, that, not everybody here has seen Andor yet. Oh. So we'll have to speak in a spoiler-free fashion. Yes. Spoiler Live, without any ability to edit it but, or to undo what we've done. But I will say <laughs> there is one project that immediately comes to mind for me. Uh, the, the, Wait, the Cruiser? No, Rogue One. Oh, Rogue One. So oh, here's yes. the thing. I don't know how much... How, how did they mishandle Rogue One? Oh. Uh, Okay. Okay, first off, Alton is the youngest of us. <laughs> so I don't know if your opinion matters. <laughs> but, but... Somebody didn't take their vitamins this morning. <laughs> but I may have drank too I, much caffeine. I thought I heard a little crunch as we were walking into the room, and not, there may be one on the way out. Just that kidding. No, Alton, Alton is... No, Alton is amazing. So, so here's the thing you need to know about Rogue One, and, and many of you may already know this, but for those of you who don't, Rogue One may or may not have spent some time in development purgatory. It may have experienced a change in directors right in the middle. But if you know what you are looking for, you can actually tell which scenes were shot ahead of time versus after. Mm. Because the original director brought some particular visual nuance to the yes. film. Light and darkness and everything in between being critical themes to the film originally. We all saw really cool trailers, things we were really excited for that then never made it to the final film. And while I do still contend that the end of Rogue One contains the greatest piece of cinema, the film overall, Amen. I still believe, was mishandled. That, that sounds like Solo. <laughs> I mean, Let's, everything you described was like Solo. Yeah, but I wanted to reach a little higher. Okay. Ooh, wow. uh, that was a pun. I know, I know. I got it. It's like, it's like we can't help but just find all the rabbit holes all at once. There's like no pacing. No, uh, so Rogue One, for me, was better. Rogue One and Solo came out at a time in social media where it was the number one thing in social media to tear everything down even before anyone had seen it. That's true. Correct. They had gone, they'd come at it with like nega bombs and they had just brought it all the way down as hard as they could. Now, I'm not saying that they were great films. I am saying that they were not bad films. Rogue mm. One, arguably is the only Star Wars movie that is a war film. That is true. Yeah. Every other Star Wars movie is about the hero's journey. It's about faith. It's about redemption. It's, a, you know, it, it's all those things, right? It's finding one's identity. Rogue One is about the allies fighting the enemy. Mm. Yes. In, in the best way they know how. And it does contain the best piece of cinema in history. That moment. How many of you saw Rogue One in the theaters? Oh, yeah. Yeah, this is a podcast. They can't see you. Try that again. Come on. Yeah. Yeah. There we go. Okay. How many of you have not seen Rogue One? Okay. We got a small woo in the back. Spoiler. Spoiler. Worth it. Spoiler. How many of you were in... How many of you saw it in the theaters? Like, just really quick, in the theaters? Okay, cool. Yeah. That yeah. moment where the rebels are trying to get to Tantive Four, mm -hmm. and the hallway goes dark. Oh, oh. Yeah. how many of you just got chills? 
Yep. Yeah. 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 Wait a minute. It's okay. more than the dark. You just, it's completely dark and you hear this. Yeah. And then. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. That drops the bass, yeah. right? Yeah. yeah. There's, there's a really subtle thing See? in the music, too. They made sure to tune the music to Darth Vader's lightsaber. Yes. And yes. it is this beautiful, as somebody who's very aural in nature, mm -hmm. just, it was one of the few times that I ever remember feeling like fear, like cold run down mm -hmm. my front. Mm -hmm. So I acknowledge with you, Rogue One is not a perfect film. Mm -hmm. I'm not even sure I'd call it a great film, but gosh dang it was good. Yeah. Despite but the question was, it, was it mishandled? And I believe that it was mishandled. I don't know that I'd characterize it as mishandled. This was one of the early projects that, that Disney did once they took it over. We've got the three sequel, we've got the sequel trilogy, we've got Solo and we've got Rogue One. Those were their, their movies, right? And so they did, I thought they did an all right job. They did suffer from really high expectations because it was gonna be a Star Wars thing with Disney behind it. I mean, is there any expectation that could be met with that kind of stuff put together? The story uh, yeah, itself. Listen to the fans. <laughs> the story itself had so, had strengths and weaknesses, and it probably could have used a little more time baking. Um, the characters they brought out were interesting enough that this Cassian Andor character had yeah. enough fan support that they decided to put a TV series behind it. So uh -huh. there there had to have been something there. And the one thing that I will say for Rogue One, although it did have its weak spots, um, was that the ending, that scene that you were just talking mm -hmm. about, actually improved upon the movie that started it all, A New Hope. Okay, so I went back and I, I, I watched Rogue uh, One recently and then I immediately put on the first part of A New Hope, just to see what happens. Mm -hmm. Darth Vader's entrance in A New Hope is so limp compared to Rogue One. Yeah. And I would say that if you, if you just went straight from Rogue One into New Hope and ignore the Uncanny Valley, sorry, Carrie Fisher, uh, but that is a great um, segue, a great, uh, what's yeah. what I'm looking for? Transition. Tra thank you, yeah. transition yeah. into the next movie. Now, I want that to be part, careful. I think, was the best part of the whole movie. I want to be very careful that we don't spend too much time on Rogue One. Yeah. So before I move on to the next question, I do need to make sure to ask everybody in the audience, okay? I'm gonna get, have everybody at the same time yell either win or lose. How do we feel about Rogue One and Disney's handling of it? Everybody who thinks you did a good job, yell win. Everybody who thinks you did a bad job, yell lose. And if you have no opinion, it's gonna be really awkward. So, one, two, three, where are we at? Win! Okay, so okay. we have to at least move forward well, a little I bit mean, come on. if nothing else. We see an amazing Darth Vader fighting scene. It was amazing. So, all right, so Solo. Let's jump so. to Solo. Because, I mean, the only redeeming part of this movie, in my opinion, was Donald Glover and his yes. portrayal of Lando. It yeah. was like spot on. Yes. This, okay, I'm, I'm going to put this out here. I'm like probably the biggest Star Wars nerd on this panel. False. Just look at my house. What? <laughs> <laughs> no, have you not no, seen my I house? I think he has the crown. <laughs> hey, hey. What are you doing over there? I'm are the you only peacocking? one. I'm the one of two <laughs> wearing a Star Wars shirt. For others. That's, That's holy <laughs> As we all know, clothing is what determines if you're a real fan. Okay, okay. Oh. That is literally, I just want to put this out there to defend myself. That is literally only because I had already worn my Hello There shirt this week and my Skywalker Ranch Lucasfilm shirt that came from Skywalker Ranch. So, picking fights. 
<laughs> Just because you stole something from George Lucas. Hey, hey. Let's go back to the topic. I, I hugged Mark Hamill. You, oh, that's true? That's and true. Carrie Fisher. Uh, I beat you all. And he hasn't bathed since. Trust me. <laughs> so Solo. So Solo. Uh, solo, I agree. What do I agree with on this one? I know it didn't do as well in the box office. Did not even Woody Harrelson could save it? I, well, I'm not even sure. Well, I, yeah, I'm, I'm debating if he should have even been there. I, I he, agree with Krebs on that. I don't think Woody Harrelson should have been there at all. Yeah, yeah I, but I don't think, just like with Rogue One, I don't think Solo is the steaming pile the social media would have you believe it is. No, it's, it's not, not horrible. However, Solo came out pre Disney making series like Mandalorian, oh, yeah. Boba Fett, and yes. you know, like it was, and Obi Wan. It was before all that, and we've talked about this on the show too. For those of you who have listened, uh, no, there one, was one there or was two. One. Look at no, that! You mortified her. She knows. Look at that! She knows. You're, you're yelling at me no, for I'm, insulting our crowd, and you just insulted her. Unbelievable! I'm just inviting everybody to catch up. Anyway, okay. so uh, <laughs> this was before Disney gave Star Wars the serial treatment, mm. and we've talked about this on the show that that movie would have been far better as a season or two yes. yeah. than as a two-hour movie in cinema. Yeah. That's true. The other critical piece for me on Solo, even though there are a lot of elements that I like, once you put them all together, there's a lot of things that feel very disjointed, and it feels like every couple of minutes there's some producer at Disney who's elbowing me in the ribs being like, oh, yeah, did you, I said the thing. Did that's, you see it? Yeah. Oh, man, have you ever wondered about that thing? I did, oh. yeah. But then... You know, you're presenting this film on the big screen. Yes. And out of nowhere at the end of the film, spoilers for anybody who hasn't seen it, this is not a big spoiler. It's okay. It's, it's been a while. Then all of a sudden, it's like, oh, hey, there's Darth Maul all of a sudden. Mm -hmm. Which, if you're already a fan and you already have watched all this stuff, then you're like, okay, I can kind of see it. But one of the critical pieces of storytelling is laying foundational groundwork to get people there, and especially in the context of a big office box office film, your audience needs to know what's going on before you give it to them, well, even if it's just breadcrumbs. Well, that was like the hook that Marvel does, like with the mm -hmm. you know the very end, the, the end credit scene. That's what they were trying to do because there were supposed to be more movies, but it died. I still I'll hope that there will be more, but are you arguing that they did not build up to the Darth Maul reveal? No. Here, they, okay, so debatable. From an emotional standpoint, yes, they built up, but in terms of leaving the story structure breadcrumbs for somebody to go oh that makes sense not necessarily to predict the end but to be like oh okay yeah like i can see there's this pulling behind the string but you know behind the scenes thing like a good example think about episode one okay mm -hmm. i try not darth sidious <laughs> guy okay. in a hood yeah you, you can't like if you're watching for the first time as your first star wars film you're like oh there's this bad guy behind the scenes and you don't know you don't know who he is that's never revealed in that film but we set up the ground, foundational groundwork that says somebody is messing with us. And then once we get into episodes two and three and we watch that unfold, we've already got the groundwork necessary for it to happen. What I would have loved to have seen- But, but that's only if you've seen it in that order. Uh, okay, go, go, go ahead, defend your point. No, go ahead, finish. No, okay. I was just gonna say, you've seen four, five, and six, you know he's the emperor. Yes, but that doesn't mean that you know that he is Senator Palpatine. Mm -hmm. Okay. Yeah. And understanding the transition between nice, lightly wrinkled, slightly athletic Senator Palpatine all of a sudden becoming old, decrepit, staring at you across a hollow vid. Palpatine. <laughs> That's very different. 
don't let that go too far in your minds. Um, <laughs> Robot chicken, gotta love yeah. it. But anyway, that, that's kind of the foundational thing for right, me. Is cool. It's like, let's, let's build a little. Okay. Oh, we got so, so did we answer the question of whether Solo was mishandled? Is that the question? So let's ask the audience, okay? Same thing as before. Yeah, Win, lose, or quiet. Ready? One, two, three. Lose! Lose. Okay. I have to agree. Yep. No one can replace Harrison Ford. So, what's our, what's our next question? Okay, so let's just kind of jump forward. I mean, because we already know that, well, the sequel series really suffers from a direction and a cohesive story, so we'll just kind of skip that one. Yeah. Because um, that was mishandled. So, now really quick, we got to make sure to ask the audience how does everybody feel about the sequel trilogy? Win, lose, or quiet? Ready? One, two, three. Lose! Okay. <laughs> there, we got to win somewhere. Wait, wait, I want to hear that. Say it again. Two thirds win. Two thirds win. Okay. Are we talking like right. first and third or? First and second. First and second. Okay. She likes The did, Last did Jedi. It. So she likes to put right They didn't stick the okay. landing, is what she's saying. Wow. I will straight up defend that, okay? Okay. Last Jedi, I'm not, I'm not going to say no. Last but. Jedi, very disjointed from everything else. Yeah. Mm -hmm. But if I'm to take it in isolation, it is a fine film. Really? It's not great. Really? I wouldn't call it a sterling example of what Star Wars can be. But it was a fine film. And there are some things that I do particularly enjoy. And with some simple edits, it could be made substantially. Yeah, better. like the entire Mary Poppins scene and the weird space race that, yeah. Yeah. But, We're gonna run out no. of gas, so we gotta keep running. Since we do have a yes. fan of right. episode eight, really quick though, I gotta say, have any of you played the Lego Star Wars game? Yes. So much okay. better. Canto Bike is my favorite place to just wander around in almost all of video games. And every time that I go there, I kind of wish that that was what they'd done at one of the Galaxy's Edge locations. But putting that aside, the point that I'm making here is that there was some good world building, there was some good background stuff, it was just the execution that needed a lot of help and there needed to be less, well, I'm just gonna undo what JJ did because You know, I, I gotta Hobo, defend- uh, Luke, sorry. I gotta defend what, what Alton's saying because that episode nine is an example of exactly what you were saying. There is this payoff that they're trying to get but they haven't earned it. Yeah. They haven't set up a lot of these things that they expected obviously to be a big deal. And I thought that they, I wanted to like it, yeah. but because there wasn't any setup for it, mm -hmm. because they hadn't earned it, I just couldn't enjoy it. No. But I got a second thing about trilogies, off on a little bit of a tangent. Prior to Disney doing this, there was a trilogy of Timothy Zahn novels. Oh, yeah. Yes, Heir to the Empire, mm -hmm. which was apparently built on some ideas that Lucas had exchanged with Mr. Zahn, yeah. and he had done a novelization of what a movie could have been like. So, audience reaction. How many people here have read Heir to the Empire? <laughs> How many people would have preferred an Heir to the Empire trilogy over the sequel trilogy that we got? Yeah, the only okay. problem is the time. Amount of time it took. Well, okay, but okay. Because we would had an old loop. Because you don't. Well, you don't yeah. hire Mark Hamill, and you don't hire Harrison Ford. I know, right? Like I mean, Sebastian you know Stan. Here's yeah. Sebastian Stan. That's Here's right. Here's what yeah. I How is it that the fans can know all this, and it still doesn't happen? It's like, oh, you know, is it hard for Disney to get Sebastian Stan to do something for Disney? I don't know. Is there any evidence to the contrary? No. As long as it's not with Anthony Mackie. I will <laughs> say though, Matt brings up an interesting point, which probably leads directly into one of these questions, which is like, what has Disney? Lost That's actually my next question. The that universe. is my actual question. What? It's almost yeah. like I look at the movies of Star Wars. 
Star Wars universe is lost uh, because Disney cut out the extended universe. I, I've been waiting for this, and this is a place where Dan, I, you gotta protect me from Dan. Okay, don't let him okay. kill me. Um, I actually was. You have to listen. I to the have whole to find thing. out this question now. You have to listen to the whole thing. I was glad Disney cut out the EU because there were the novels out there. There were some that were really good, and there were some that were just barely above fan fiction. Yeah. And the idea yeah. that there was still a strong fan base that considered it all canon or semi-canon restricted Disney so that there was a no-win situation. Oh, yeah. By cutting that out and limiting it to this is the just the Lucas vision, which they weren't going to follow anyway, uh, instead what we have seen is they have pulled ideas from the EU to fit in there. They picked and chose. Right? Correct. Um, but by cutting out the EU, they got rid of the bad stuff. They got rid of some good stories some that really took characters stuff. to mm -hmm. the extreme, where I, you know, Boba Fett, King of the Mandalorians, it was, you, where do you go with that? You know, it's, it, so the idea what of. What is them, wrong with that? I'm not saying there's anything wrong with it. It's I'm just saying there's no story. How do you build yeah. it? Yeah. This, yeah. And yeah. So that was so that's my opinion on, on, on the All EU. Right. You're entitled to have a different one. But you can be wrong. It's before okay. we get more answers from the panel, I'm very curious if I just say, audience, we're gonna have you yell out the thing that you miss most from the expanded universe all at the same time. I'm gonna see if there's anything that we can like hear. Uh, I'm pretty sure there is one name I'm gonna hear the most. It's okay. Right. I'm interested to hear it. Right. May start with everybody them. got that thing in your mind about the expanded universe you missed? Right. Ready? Three, two, one. Jason and Okay. Oh wow, that was a nice spread. I, that was I, nice I, I really. What did you I, say? Thrawn. Thrawn. Well, that's yeah, my bro. Right Thank you. I was surprised. Yeah. I was expecting Mara. Yes, yeah. those were the Mara two. Jane. Yeah. Thrawn and Mara Jade. Uh, okay. For those of you who are okay. well, see, this see, I think we got Kyle. Showed up as Mara yes, I know. We we I think we got Kyle Katarn in Cassian Andor. I, he he kind of oh, looks no. like him, yeah. but he's no, a weak. I know he's a weak sauce version of him. No, he's just not a version. It's not the same thing. I know, that's that's I like know, saying Cassian Andor is our new Han Solo. That's not true. It's that's exactly very much like true. a martini, except it's ice and water. And, and, and the best part is, <laughs> the best part about this whole Andor story is, I know he's gonna die. Well, <laughs> yes, I mean this is Titanic. We see right? it in Rogue okay. One. Okay, 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 okay. Yes, but let's be careful not to talk too much about Andor for the people out there who haven't watched it yet. Um, in in terms of the EU, yeah. Um, there were, there were books that I got into. There were books that I enjoyed. I did not read nearly as many as Daniel did. I understand that. The thing that I do appreciate about them nixing the EU is that they've opened the doorway now. They've done, mm. it, it's a couple things. There's the open door, but there's also fans can now not necessarily predict ahead of time how some, how some mm -hmm. story is going to be told, mm -hmm. which characters are going to be introduced, and even if they get introduced, how they're going to be handled. Mm -hmm. And it gives a lot of freedom to people, to the right people, yes. like John Favreau, Kevin Feige, and Taika Waititi, and the whole uh, stable of directors that they've had on you Mandalorian. Even, and say the most yeah. important yeah. 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 You gotta Dave Filoni, come on. Yeah. Thank you. Dave Filoni. Yes, there we go. All right. And the one who needs to not touch a gosh dang thing, George Lucas. Kathleen Kennedy. I think it's uh, Kathleen Kennedy. Yeah. I feel a lot more strongly Kathleen about Kathleen Kennedy can sign the George. checks all day long. She's been executive producing all these shows. I do agree that she shouldn't be leading by committee because that's actually what ruined the trilogy, IMO. Yes. But as long as she signs the checks and she's like, oh, it sounds like we should do some more Star Wars. I think that's a really good idea. As long as she keeps doing okay. that, would, she can get involved to that extent and okay. then stop. I would also, I agree with I would that. also make the point, though, that Sir George 
brought on Dave Filoni. Yes. And yes. then allowed him to make Clone Wars what yes. it was. And after he made the prequels. That's so he learned from his mistakes, and yes. Star Wars is about redemption. Okay, can we talk about Lucas for a minute? Wait a minute, wait a minute. I, okay, so EU. Yes. So <laughs> let's keep it on. We got to right, stay right, right. on the EU. You know, my favorite character that's in the EU, but not really because it's like he's sort of poking in and poking out because of the Bane book series is canon and. You know, we had episode nine, and one of the ships is named after Revan, Dark Revan. Like, my, is my favorite character yep. so much so Absolutely. that I started this podcast with that name. Um, He's been mentioned a few times. But yeah, so one of the ships is Revan, and Darth Bane learns of the rule too through Revan's holocron. So that's how he sort of still in there. But I want a Knight of the Old Republic like series or movie because the game is not canon which sucks because yeah. he's an awesome character um, so that's kind of the things that we've lost a lot of the history is kind of wishy-washy you know uh, the Sith the Jedi the departure uh, of the dark Jedi going to Korriban and be you know intermingling with the Sith race uh, there's just a lot of really cool books novels comics and everything that brought a lot to Star Wars and now it's kind of this weird Thing, you know, uh, which will take us into the TV series. I think some of them have been fantastic. Some have been less than stellar. Mm. Um, so we can talk about that. Yeah. So. So, What's since we question? have more time, we're running out of time. I wish this could be like a three-hour thing. Amen. So we're going to go. But, but I want to. I want to do the positives because we focus yes. a lot on the mm. negatives. What are the positives? I have been positive this whole time. <laughs> I like Star Wars. What's wrong with you? We like Star Wars too. Nothing. Nothing. Keep going. You're doing great. So. Really? Some some positive things that have positive. come out of yes. Star Wars. Yes. Okay. Obi Wan. Obi Wan. Obi Wan series. Obi Wan. It's great. Yes. I am, yes, I, I, I love the fact that we had a PTSD Jedi. Mm -hmm. Yes. And then yes. he had to overcome said PTSD and face Anakin. I mean, we actually saw Anakin mm -hmm. in the suit. And there were some great lines in there that tied... Worth it. I didn't say this, anything. There were just some great lines that tied the series, where Obi-Wan in his weird older years um, said some things to Luke and it's like why did he say it that way but then we see that there's the yeah. connection there was a lot of connection mm -hmm. we saw a young Leia which we really didn't get to see and I like spunky young Leia mm -hmm. the, mm -hmm. the chase scene in the beginning was a little weird it's a little much it's a little yeah. awkward it was a little yeah. Disney yeah it was yeah. but you know I but, you really know, enjoyed it you gotta sell toys yes you gotta sell toys yes that's right and you can go buy Lola now which is awesome no. you can it's this goes back to what Matthew was saying too about the value, one of the, the thing that makes Rogue One great is that it added sort of like refreshed life or new value to mm -hmm. what we already knew from the very, very first film from 1977, yeah. right? Um, Obi-Wan did some beautiful things that had like emotional impact in the same way, yeah. exactly what you're talking about. Yeah. Uh, so if you haven't seen Obi-Wan, please do. It adds value to what we understand from the original trilogy. It's the same question that you guys have already heard. Obi-Wan, win, lose. Three, two, one. Win! win. Okay. All right, now we're right. jumping to the next one. We got a good audience here. Mm -hmm. Well, before you do that, I just got a question. Okay. Hey, Josh. Mm. Oh, no. How does what? Wicked get around the moon of Endor? Ewoks. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> That's one of the dad jokes, I guess. Oh, my God. <laughs> All right, the other really good positive thing that came out is the Mandalorian. 
Yes. yes. Season one was amazing. We had this really cool mixture of Western music in the background. Uh, Timothy Oliphant showed up, which, you know, if you've seen the TV series Justified. Justified. Oh, my no God. No one has mm. ever made more money off of a recorder. I'm sure. I'm sure. <laughs> Sorry. It was, it was a music joke. It was a music joke. I know. Anyway, it was great. Yes. What's the difference between a Mandalorian and a time machine driven by Marty McFly? I don't even want to know, but what? One is a Mandalorian, and one is a Mand-Delorean. <laughs> I like that one. That's a good one. This joke brought to you by Disney. I don't even know, I don't even know where to go with that one. Well, so back to the future. Apparently not back in time. Okay. Um, the, the other thing that I loved about Mandalorian, yet? though, among other things, we introduced some really cool technology into filmmaking yes, yes. that is going to change the way that stuff is made and already has. There and have it been felt more like things Star that, Wars. It absolutely felt like Star Wars. It also was able to be played out as not just being a traditional space opera, yeah. but something that showed that the themes and the characters and the settings have enough legs that we can explore more than just the Skywalker timeline. And our hero got the crap beat out of him like every episode. Yeah. <laughs> and plus, we got to see Jawas disintegrated. Plus I, plus I got to uh, cry when I, when I watched an X-Wing pull up. Oh yes. That's and I'm like, two. no, they're, yes, they're not going to do it. Two. They're yes. not going to do it. And then, yeah. and then they did it and they cried. The second I, I, I saw that green lightsaber ignite, oh. I, I want to ask, I wanna ask yes. a quick question. So I heard from someone. And Grogu. I heard from someone recently. Yeah. <laughs> We're just gonna keep talking over here, I guess. Well, I, I heard from someone recently. I heard from someone recently that they thought that season two was weaker than season one. I, which I wholeheartedly disagree with. Ooh. Okay. Defend your point. Okay. But season two was great. Season two was phenomenal. Season two was I great. I know a lot of people but... were offended by Grogu eating that poor frog lady's child. <laughs> <laughs> it's so funny. But we, but they kind of set it up. He was eating frogs like season episodes, one, episode like season three. one and several episodes before that. He has a very clear diet. He does. He likes frogs. <laughs> hey, hey, but when when does Grogu stop eating them? When, I don't know. Oh, but when, when, it, when when he's a tadpole. I am so Matthew. proud of you, Alton. <laughs> Do it like that. Okay, so. Uh, the thing that I liked about season two, having, uh, for those of you who don't know me personally, I, I do have like just a very minor amateur film background. And so what I noticed very minor first. Minor amateur? You've been in movies. Let me finish this point. Okay. Um, the, the thing that I noticed right away as someone who's done that kind of thing before is that the scope of everything that they were tackling was appropriately larger than in season one. That is something that yeah. sometimes falls by the wayside, depending on how a show is run. And when a season gets weaker, it's because they cease tackling the, the bigger issues that they've been building up to. They cease doing that. They start treading, you know, they, they start treading water, they're spinning their wheels in the same place over. They do bottle episodes and all that stuff, right? Mm -hmm. um, season two did not suffer from that. Mm -hmm. Not every episode in season two may have been the consummate story that some people saw in season one, and I can understand that, except that the whole season is the story. Yeah. The whole season. In fact, the whole season plus season one is the story yeah. of season two, right? No, I mean, it, all season two, you had the major story arc with each episode mm -hmm. being a miniature arc. And just like in Rogue One, that moment where you hear the ignition of the lightsaber and the screen goes red, and exactly what you said, that, that scene in Rogue One 
is equivalent to that scene at the end of season two mm -hmm. where Luke Skywalker saves absolutely everybody. Well, yeah, I mean, not only that, you see it. There, I mean, when they cut away in between the fighting scene with, with Luke there, you see Moff Gideon's face. Yes. And it just goes from super confident to terrified. Yeah. Yes. Which is amazing. So normally we would engage in counterpoints, but because we've got a limited amount of time and more yes. questions to get to, while Dan's pulling up the next question, I'm going to ask the audience two mm. questions. First, season one, win or lose? Three, two, one. Win! Season two, win or lose? Three, two, one. Win! Okay. It sounded about equivalent in both cases, but I did hear one more lose on season two, so Krebs is wrong and we can move on. <laughs> Objective system, I like it. Yeah, thank you. Well, we are quickly running out of time, so Choose I'm going to skip left. some questions here, and I just lost my page. There it is. All right, so. Um, While you look for that, hey, Elton. Yeah. What goes ha ha ha, uh, thump? A stormtrooper? An Imperial officer laughing at Darth Vader. <laughs> <laughs> That one's actually funny. <laughs> you sound so surprised. I am. Okay. I'm glad you didn't choke, but it seemed a little forced. Yeah, it was. It was. All right, so, um, I mean, okay, so I'm going I'm to point these back to you guys. So, as a fan, what is something that you hope Disney will do for the Star Wars franchise moving forward? One of the things that, I'm, that they're actually doing that I like is Disney is putting out more quality content than it ever was able to do under Lucasfilm. And that may be because of Disney's vertical monopoly in the, in the sector, but they've got uh, animation, they've got, uh, of course, the marketing, the toys and stuff like that, uh, but they've got both movies and TV series. Mm -hmm. uh, and they've got their own platform they can put things on. And unlike other platforms, Disney's in a, I'm surprised they didn't enter the, 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 the streaming wars earlier because they have a vault full of content that everybody is hungry for and buys everything they put it out in a new format. Mm -hmm. So they don't have to create new content or pay other people for content, they've got it. They're buying entire companies now to get all of their content as well. And so the money that they get through their streaming platform, they can pump into mm -hmm. these new series. One of the things I like that I also am glad Disney is putting into this is the production qualities of the TV series. These series are looking like almost as good as, as the movies themselves, mm -hmm. as far as effects, prosthetics, costuming, sets, it's amazing. Compare this to science fiction shows of the 90s and early 2000s, and you know, Everyone I'll just leave it there. Bruce Campbell. Everybody that, everybody <laughs> that has seen uh, one of, a, a, a sci-fi show from 10, 20 years ago, compare it to Andor, Obi-Wan, The Mandalorian, and there's just no comparison. Yeah. yeah, I don't know on that one once you brought Andor in. Uh, Andromeda, SG-1. Um, <laughs> Those are great we, series. They we are great series, but production quality compared to yeah. Mandalorian and stuff? Okay, okay. It's Mandalorian, yes. Re really quick, yes. yes. Production quality. Even if you don't like the Andor series, spoilers, even if you don't like the Andor series, production quality is through the roof. It is. We'll see. It is. Okay, and, keep and going, keep going. I can't wait to be right about this. Please keep going. <laughs> yes. Josh, what do you sure. think? What um, are you looking forward to? I am or hopeful I, for. I have hope for two things. And I think I think Daniel might actually agree with me on this. I hope that they restore some dignity and heroism to Luke's journey. Yes. Yeah. yeah. I I hope beyond any reasonable hope at this point that Sebastian Stan 
or some really excellent deep fake from YouTube makes it to the point where like we can have a Skywalker series and we can bring in Mara and we can bring in Thrawn and we can do all the things that we'd like to do that follows Luke's journey. Um, the Witches of Dathomir and all this other stuff, right? Yeah. Uh, like, I, would, I, I hope one day they do that justice. And it is a dangerous thing to say that because once they start down that path, forever will it dominate their destiny, right? So yes. um, they, they have to be very careful with that. They could handle that poorly and it would, it would be awful. But I hope that, it get, that it's done well. The other thing that I hope is more of like, uh, it's going to be expressed in the negative, but I hope that they don't take power away from the people that are doing justice to Star Wars right now. Yeah. Yeah. I do not want to see John Favreau and that whole team, Dave Filoni and the others, all of them, all of them, I do not want to see them ousted, ostracized over some silly in-house dispute. Um, I don't really care what the reasons are. I want them to stay safe because they're the ones doing the good work. Yes. Yeah. And if you take them out of the equation, then there's really, at this point, there's no guarantee that we'll ever get back to that level of quality again. Can I add something onto that? I rip into Kathleen Kennedy a lot. I do not like the way that she sticks her fingers into things. But what I will say is, look at her history within the industry. She knows a good idea when she sees one. And I think that the critical mistake that she makes is sticking her fingers too far into the process. Mm -hmm. And if, she can do a better job of turning the reins over to people who are going to handle this with the care and support and can handle those details more efficiently. Yeah. I don't even think that Kathleen Kennedy necessarily needs to go because she can be an advocate for this franchise. Yeah. And she wields the understanding to know when there's going to be potential for a hit. If she can just say, ooh, that's a good idea. Let me go get Dave Filoni, and let me go get all these other people, and let's make this the best damn Star Wars it can be. Sorry, swears. The best darn Star Wars it can be. <laughs> then, I could see a lot of options there. I can get behind that. And that is one of my hopes for Star Wars, is that we've gone through this restrictive process of the first you know, seven rough years of Star Wars. Then they realized it wasn't working, and they started to let back a little bit. I don't want them to throw the gates wide open so that we end up with a whole bunch of low quality content again, but I would love to see them start to say, okay, let's bring in our deep fake friend from the YouTube community and make sure that we do it right the next time. Mm -hmm. And let's bring in some of our friends over at Saber Forge or NeoPixel or somewhere and let's make some really high quality stuff that fans can take home and love and let out some of those licenses. Let's make better board games, let's make better comics and let's bring some of that community love back in and say, okay, maybe we don't accept every idea as written, but let's take pitches and let's take opportunities and start to grow out that library again. Mm -hmm. That's right. what, what you're talking about, you mentioned one thing, there needs to be a gatekeeper of the lore, because that was one of the problems that the EU suffered from, is there wasn't anybody saying, no, you can't do that with that character. Yeah, there's Pablo Hidalgo. So, so, having, so having, having somebody with... Uh, a centralized vision. Yeah. To help I mean, well, he knows all the lore, but um, yeah. yeah. So, Dan, what do you hope for? Uh, I mean, I hope that we let's get away from the Skywalkers. Let's. Mm -hmm. I mean, the yeah, universe is so massive that yeah, we can have. We don't love them. Yeah. I mean, we can have new stories. We don't need to rehash Han Solo over and over and Leia over and over. Let's do something new. Yes, I love Obi Wan. Yes, I've enjoyed the Mandalorian, and he's a brand new character. He, we haven't really seen, which has been fun. Why we've seen that. Boba Fett, 
feel like they kind of neutered him a little bit, but that's okay. Um, so, but there's a lot of content. We can go back in the past. We can go into the future. Um, we can go somewhere else in the galaxy and deal with some other Jedi that's dealing with PTSD or something like that to survive the purge. I mean, we've seen it with, with Kanan and with Ezra. The Rebel series was great. Um, we could see, you know, maybe we see Kyle Katarn show up again. Maybe we see Mara Jade. Uh, the call-up to Cal Kestis was choice. Cal Kestis was, is Cal a great Kestis. character that showed up in video games. Yeah. Uh, we could see him again. I know I there's a there's a sequel for that video game coming up. I'm looking forward to building video or BD1 when I get home. Yeah, so it would be really nice to see something new instead of trying to rehash stuff. Uh, and that kind of seems to be Disney's theme right now because they're rehashing all their animated films into live-action films. So let's do something new. Okay, so I want to make sure to ask one sum-up question to each of us, and then I want to turn it over to you guys in the audience. So yes. start to let those ideas come together, right? On a scale of zero to ten, with zero being, no, we're just going to revert the whole deal, hand everything back to George Lucas, and everything that Disney done doesn't exist anymore. That's a zero. Already. And ten being like, no, no, everything that Disney did is absolutely perfect, and there's no way that we should ever revert anything. And five being a neutral in the middle of, at least we have more Star Wars. It's fine. I could take it. I could leave it. Where are you guys at? Krebs. Josh Krebs. I think I'm somewhere between like an eight or a nine. Okay. Right? Uh, I've already ranted about how wonderful I think the series are. We can all agree that the trilogy sequel is not what it should have been. Uh, I enjoyed it, but I acknowledge it was not what it should have been. Um, but there are so many opportunities. Daniel, you hit it right on the head. There are so many opportunities to tell some great stories in this universe. The series proved that out. Mm -hmm. And I think that the mode that Disney's in right now regarding Star Wars, this mode, is the mode they should just cruise in for a while. Uh, while the deeply creative individuals breathe new life into this amazing universe. Perfect. Matt. Uh, I think I would uh, I would say I'm a generous eight, you know, barely an eight. I'd say on that. Um, I think I like having the, the more of the content, and I like the the special effects and um, some of the stories. They they really need some more story work, and then I'll love it. Mm -hmm. That'd be what I'd say. Dan, zero to ten. All right. <laughs> Tell us how you really. Punch me in the face, Dan. Let's go. Uh, I'm gonna give it a seven and a half. Oh, oh. and that's because of the movies. If it's if meaning, it, this the movies bring it up or the movies bring it down? Down. <laughs> okay, I just want to check. The movies <laughs> bring it down. Um, oh, man, Luke is one of my favorite heroes. I mean, one of the guys. You know, four, five, and six. He is unwavering in his optimism to save his dad. Yeah, we see a Luke that gets upset and runs away and hides away because he screwed, he messed up with his his nephew. I that just it doesn't it doesn't fit no and it just yeah. eats at me. So that, that those and Ray just has no consequences for any of her actions. It's just ridiculous in my opinion. But uh, you know we've already talked about Rogue One and Solo, so it's just but the film the TV series really brings it up and we're getting the signal, so we got to wrap up. Yep. So for me. And this is going to be controversial. Uh -oh. It's a nine. Woo! And this is why. Wait, great. 
That's great you have a nine, because now we have an average of eight because of me. Star Wars has always been about hope. Yep. It's always been about redemption. Yep. And it's been about the journey to becoming something more than what you started as. And no hero's journey is perfect, but I've watched so many things along the way that tell me that there are a ton of people in that organization that are actively trying to make this better. Yes. And I know that that is true because I've built my lightsaber in Galaxy's Edge. That experience could have been so cheapened as to be worthless. Mm-hmm. That's true. But instead, and even right now, I bawl <laughs> as I think about my own journey and the way that Star Wars impacted me and the chance to have something physical and real in my hands and be told the message that I can choose my destiny tells me that Disney can also choose a better one. That's true. So. All right. Well, we got to wrap up. Thank you guys for uh, sitting through this. We appreciate it. You can find us on Dungeon, at DungeonCrawlersRadio.com or on Facebook, YouTube, Instagram, all that stuff. Uh, and I'm just going to say uh, thank you. It was great. It was a great panel. And I'm just going to – we'll catch you next time. And always choose the high ground. Really quick before we let you go. Thank you all for being here. Thank you for being a support to us. If you want to tell us your thoughts, maybe get featured as a sound clip on the show or find more out, we're actually one floor above right now, room 355. We have a small table there where we're gonna be doing interviews throughout. And if you see us around the con, please say something. We would love to get your thoughts and feedback. Thank you for becoming new fans of the show. I'm confident that every single one of you is gonna go look us up. And if you're listening to us on the World Wide Web, thank you for tuning in again. Hey, audience. What? My my friend decided to get a face tattoo of Star Wars. You should have seen the Luke on her face. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for laughing at my Star Wars jokes. They're hard to come up with because sometimes they're a little bit forced. So, Dungeon Crawlers, we always end the show the same way. Tell your story, whatever may come. And whether you agree with our opinions or not, whether you love Andor or not, always remember to be epic and and don't don't suck. suck! Remember... The force will be with you, always.